Welcome to Real Estate Power Talk, hosted by Blake Hawkins and Jessica Holcomb. And our podcast is about the his and hers perspective on all things real estate, retail, investing, marketing, anything that has to do with buying or selling real estate in today's day and age. And we share it all, the good, the bad, and the ugly, but mostly just our successes. This is a shortcut, folks. This is it. And today we're going to be talking about hammering the phones, your favorite thing to do. All I do is hear you hammering the phones every single day. And I, I feel like it's something that a lot of people don't like to do. You know, it's something that people like to put on the back burner. And, you know, we all know that with prospecting, you have to basically prospect mm. and you have to follow up and you have to reach out to your SOI and ask for referrals. And you need to, um, you know, basically follow up with the leads that you got, whether they were from the internet or from an open house or from a foreclosure list, you know, so there's a lot of ways that you can hit the phones. And so we're going to kind of go over, um, what we've experienced and what successes we've had and what successes we've had so that we can share with you, um, you know, what works, what doesn't work or what hasn't worked for us. Mm -hmm. So Blake, why don't you share with us, um, what, who do you call? Like, who do you call on a daily basis? It's hammer Tom. (laughs) Okay. Every day. (laughs) They call me the, the MC hammer of phone calls. Um, who do I call anybody and everybody? No, in all seriousness, um, I, I, I call a certain target market that per, that, that corresponds with, you know, with the wholesaling and the real estate investing side of the street, absentee owners, uh, vacant properties, uh, probate, uh, pre foreclosures. Those are, those are going to be the the main ones that I'm going to be calling. And I just, you know, I just call them every day. I just call every single day. So how many people do you call a day? I I don't know how many people I usually will dial, dial out anywhere between on a low day, 150 on a high day, 600. So 150 people on a low day, like on your slowest day. 150 calls because with some, with some, you know, names and, and houses, there's four to five numbers on each, right? Oh, okay. So 150 to 600 dials, mm-hmm. you know. I don't know what that looks like as far as addresses, but it, but it adds up pretty quick. Right. And so out of those 100, let's just talk about the slow day yep. for now. Out of those uh, 150 calls, how many people would you say answer the phone? 20%. 20%. 20% will answer the phone. Okay. So now some days it's 10%. Some days it's 13%. Mm-hmm. Some days it's 35%. Mm-hmm. But but overall, I've ran the numbers. It, it's about a 20% ratio that will actually pick up the phone. And you get a lot of, you get a lot of callbacks too, right? So um, I always leave voicemails, every single one. So you're a believer of leaving voicemails. Always. Because I've heard... I've heard people say either way. So so when we're dealing with, on the retail side, internet leads, for example, let's say that they 
to us, they're not really a cold call because they registered on our Mm. site. They gave us their information. They gave us their phone number. And we're calling them back and asking them, do you need some help with buying or selling real estate? Um, A lot of them don't know who we are. They don't know our phone number. They don't know our name. They forgot. They were probably just searching the internet at two in the morning, you know, looking at their dream house. Right. And then we call them the next morning and they're like, who are you to call me? You know, you're a stranger. So um, for us... You know, when we follow up, we've been told, I've heard some people say, to not leave a voicemail. Right. And they have the whole, like, 10 days of pain, and you're supposed to call three times a day for 10 days until you reach somebody mm-hmm. and never leave a voicemail. Mm. So, I mean, I, I'm, I'm a believer of either way. Like, yeah. you, I think there's times when you should leave a voicemail, and then there's times that you should not. You know, yeah, um, I, yeah, because if yeah. you leave a voicemail for an internet lead and you've never touched base with them, let's just say, then they will block your number and they'll be like, Oh, I never want to talk to that person, and you never even had a chance to, um, you know, build rapport with them or connect with them. You know, I, I, I've heard this, this, um, this idea of blocking numbers, <laughs> you know. And I've never been blocked, you know, and, and, and I and, and they call me MC Hammer, you know, and I've never been blocked. So, <laughs> you know, I, I think, look, I'm going to be honest with you. I think some of that is old wise tale. Really? You know, I think some of it's old wise tale. You know, we, we try to get uh, we get very cute. We get very fancy. You know, we get very sophisticated. But but at the end of the day, if I want to if I want to ask a girl on a date and I call her, should I not leave a voicemail? But I mean, if, if my voicemail, if my voicemail is going to disgruntle the date potentiality, then it was never a date. <laughs> That's true. You got to leave a voicemail. No one knows who you are. Yeah, they don't know who you are. That's the point. They don't know you. Mm-hmm. So I always leave a voicemail. You know, I don't get too wound up in... Um, you know, getting blocked and hurting people's feelings and, well, and things like you, that. Well, for you, though, I think it's different. I think okay. it's really different for investors. And if you are calling foreclosure lists or people that have shown signs of distress, then obviously those people are going to be in a different situation than somebody who's just uh, surfing the internet at two in the morning, wishing that they could buy a home maybe, and m- possibly not realizing that they can already qualify to buy a home, but they don't think they can or right. whatever, you know? So I feel like there's just different motivations with the people that we're calling, you know, for retail versus, um, in- investors. Yeah. I mean, look, and, and I'm going to be getting my, um, you know, my license here in a few months and, and, and I hope everyone's ready. <laughs> Because I look, you know, if I'm calling on a retail, I'm leaving voicemails. Okay. And and I'm and you and know I, we should we should have a follow up on this so you can test it for yourself and then we can report the, the test sold, results later. I, you know, I've sold cars, and I would make cold calls to car you know car people, and I would leave voicemails, and you would be insanely surprised how much people actually respect someone that calls a stranger and leaves a voicemail. People actually respect it. I, I think, I think some of this is a little bit of a wise tale. It, it's an old old man myth type of thing, mm-hmm. and uh, I think it's I think it's it's not true. I, I don't think it's true. I think if you're professional, I think you got to be professional, and, and you leave a voicemail. 
hey, Mr. So-and-so, this is Blake with ABC Realty, you know, or whatever your company is. I was just calling you about the, the house over off uh, ABC Street that you inquired about. Please give me a call back. There, I mean, if someone's going to be offended by that, you, you're never going to make the deal anyways. Well, um, to that point, you know, we, we do have a CRM that asks the clients when they, it forces them to register to continue to search for homes. Okay. Mm. And so when it does that, it'll ask them for their name, email and phone number. But the way they ask for their phone number is kind of secretly mm. done on the sly. Yeah. They will tell them to create a password for their account and they'll say, use your phone number so you won't forget it. Right. And right. so then people give us their phone number and their password and then when we call them up, they're like, I knew I shouldn't have given my phone number. <laughs> hey, and, because, and, and, and that's when you just have fun. Uh, yeah. Hey, you know what, Miss, Mrs. So-and-so, we both knew you shouldn't have done that, but you did. <laughs> and I'm glad that you did. Yeah. Because now I'm, I have the, the pleasure to speak with you. Right. And, you know, that's, I think that's such a great way to handle it, too, is to be light. Got to have fun with it. And have fun with them, especially when they're not expecting your call, you know. So let's talk about timing. Mm. Uh, how soon do you feel that you need to follow up with somebody once, like, like let's say you have an inquiry and they email you or they text you or they call you. How soon should you follow up back up with them? If I get if I get an initial lead, um, I want I want to contact that person um, within an appropriate manner as soon as possible. You know, so if it's if it's eight o'clock at night. And I get uh, <clears throat> sort of a, a lead that comes in. I may I may call them at eight fifteen, or I may wait until the morning. But I'm going to call them as as soon as I possibly can, and I want to make initial contact with that with that person. Um, so I think I think for me, the moment that I get a lead or I get someone that's interested in 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 what I have to do, I want to I want to I want to talk to that person as soon as possible. Yeah. ASAP. Yeah. Well, we're, we're told that we need to follow up within five minutes. I believe that. So I, 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 I think now, I think that's a great rule of thumb. In today's day and age, um, people want things now. Yes. And they don't want to wait for it. That's right. And if you don't catch them when they're in the mood, right? Like you've got, they're in the mood because they just inquired on the internet right. and they may still be searching on the internet. That's right. Exactly. You know? And it, um, that could have been one of the many searches. So that's the time to, to follow up. I right. Agree. And if you wait an hour or two hours or four hours, they're going to be off to something else. They're going to be picking right. up the kids. They're going to be dealing with company. They're going to be on an appointment at their own job right? and they're not going to want to talk to you. So you just missed your window. Yeah. And um, I mean, it's just an easy little trick to follow is to just make sure you follow up when they're ready to learn. And when they're ready to learn is when they're online. And when they're online is when they inquire. (laughs) So if there's any way that you can set up your notifications on your phone for email or texting from a specific, um, you know, like from your CRM, for example, I would highly recommend setting it up to text you 911 sounds so that you can drop everything you're doing and go call that lead back Mm -hmm. because your chances of retaining that lead as a client and converting them is going to be so much higher, you know? I 100% 100 agree with that. I think within five minutes is is ideal. 
Yeah. I agree. I mean, lots of people in the industry say five yeah, minutes no, is I the totally, role. Totally Sooner agree. the better. Absolutely. You know, and it's funny because sometimes we'll call leads and we'll call them within the first minute or two. And then they're like, wow, that was so fast. Yeah. You know, that's yeah. impressive. It is impressive. <laughs> but all you have to do is say, well, I'm sitting in front of my computer. I'm ready to help you. What do you need help with? Right. You know, what are you looking for? Right. No, I, I think, yeah, I totally agree 100%. I mean, you, you, you want to get in contact with that person as soon as possible, mm-hmm. for sure. Yeah. So we just kind of went over internet leads, um, which to me is kind of a co- colder lead, you know, because you've never met them face-to-face. Right. Usually they don't know you unless they're a referral of some right. sort. And, they, and usually when they email you, they will... They will mention that. They'll say, oh, well, I was referred by so-and-so, you know? And then if they're a referral, that's, of course, a very warm to hot Exactly, yeah. Like, basically, you really could follow up at any time, and they're still going to work with you because you were referred, right. you know? Um, so let's talk about, um, on the investor side, when you're pulling foreclosure lists, like, how do you come up with a list to call? Mm. So, okay, so if it's a pre-foreclosure list, I'm going to call what's most relevant for that month. Okay, mm-hmm. so um so if it's say the you know, you know, I you get you get a, a, a you know, a pre-foreclosure list mailed to you by, you know, your 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 typical real estate investing lead service group, you know, I mean, they're all the same, right? You pay 100 bucks, they'll send you a list. And then you'll have to get them skip traced which is fine. So you want to call the most relevant one because that's going to be most current, most up to date. But so explain to people what skip trace mean, means yeah. in case they don't know what that means. So skip trace is when you get raw data for a property or for an individual that owns a property, but you don't have emails, you don't have phone numbers, you don't have any contact information for that person. So skip tracing is basically when you, um, there's many different services out there but you actually will submit that data over. Um, you can actually do it yourself, but it's quicker if you send it in batches to a company or to whoever it is. And then th- what they're going to do is they're going to they're going to gather all the contact information that corresponds to that address, so that way you can call them mm-hmm. or email them or whatever you want to do. Yeah. And when you collect the data, like, how do you determine what would be a list to call? A list to call. So as, as as far as what? Just any any of the list of people that you pull. Like, how do you decide what you're gonna who you're gonna target? I just start with number one, which is whoever whoever is first on the list. No, I mean, like, how did you get the list in the first place? Oh, okay, so um, well, you you there's many different ways. You know, I drive for dollars, which is you you drive around, you you write down vacant properties or distressed properties. You'll skip trace those. Obviously, you're gonna call them. Um, you know, you have, you can, you can purchase list many different services out there. You can, you can Google it. You'll find them. You can purchase lists, probate lists, pre foreclosure list, vacant mm-hmm. property list, absentee owner list. Mm-hmm. A lot of times they're not a lot of times, 95% of the time they're just going to send you the raw data. Okay. You know, John Doe property, ABC street, that's mm-hmm. it. Right. And then you're going to have to skip trace it, which is fine. So 
you get those lists and then and then you skip trace them and then you just start calling them and, and you're going to have three to four or five different numbers for each one because that's just that's just that's just how it is right and then you just start dialing out mm-hmm. that's what you do okay yeah and then when someone answers you 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 make a deal okay <laughs> yeah so for realtors you know so so for investors you're you're pulling lists where people are showing signs of distress. Motivation, yeah. So there's there's a there's a big wholesaler out of uh, Lafayette, Louisiana. His name's Chris Root. He always says motivation equals problems, and problems equal deals. Yeah. You know, um, no, or no, I'm sorry. He says problems equal motivation, and motivation equals deals. Okay. Okay. And so yeah, so you're you're not just pulling a random list. You're pulling list that would suggest that is that there's motivation mm-hmm. right and you just call those people and now why you're not you're not hounding them you're providing a service there's a problem you're the solution right and so what we're doing is we're providing a solution for these people and um, look you know I did a deal last week in Baytown and the lady um, very nice very polite seller awesome lady to deal with um, she's very easy to deal with she was a landlord okay mm-hmm. and she's an elderly lady and she doesn't have any problems. She's well off. She's successful. Her and her husband have retired. She's just tired of being a landlord. So I am a solution. I can help her liquidate her property mm-hmm. so she can go on a cruise. Okay. Wow. That's cool. And everyone's happy. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. So Bahamas. For, so for realtor, I want to go to the Bahamas yeah, really too. bad. Yeah. I think we're going the end of this year. Okay. For Caleb's graduation. Awesome. Awesome. (laughs) Anyways, so um, for realtors, you know, when you're pulling your phone list, you know, it can it can be a little different. So you can be more focused and targeted like Blake is as an investor. I just think that rarely realtors ever do that. I think in retail, what most realtors do is is they take the test. They pass it, they get their first business cards, you know, and then they, they sit back and they're waiting for people to call them. Mm. And it's, it's... That's a nightmare. It's, it's what a lot waiting of realtors do. And I don't understand it because well, I'm... It, it, it's, it's called the build it and they will come syndrome. Yeah. It's, it's a myth out there. It's a... It's Phenomenal a, movie. It's this big belief that... It, Fill the dreams. Yeah. But, but it's not real. Right. And so like, yeah, but the thing is, is that you, you, we all do it. We all, even I did it, Yes, you know, where I, I thought to myself, oh, as soon as I'm licensed, everybody's going to call me. Right. And that just is not the case. Why do you think that is? Why do you think people think that? I think that it's kind of like you're setting up your own shop. You're self-employed. You're like, Hey, I'm a realtor now. You, you share it around with a few people and then you just... It's like this hope, maybe this little hope in the back of your mind, like, oh, everybody knows now and they're going to just always call me. Right. You know, but, you know, this whole series we're talking about is marketing and how to stay in front of people. And I think the biggest mistake that agents make is they don't stay in front of people enough. Mm. You know, um, I've even had past clients of me, mine that have used me numerous times 
And they, they told me, you need to get a billboard. You need to get a billboard so that everyone can remember you. Everyone can see you. You know, we remember because we've used you in the past, but, you know, they were like, hey, you got to stay in front of people. It's not a bad idea. Yeah. I've never invested in billboards yet. Right. I've talked about it, but I just haven't made the move mm. yet um, because I've always felt like, you know, I don't know. I just like to be kind of more back to the basics about how I market and do, right. do business. But it is there is something to it, you know, and it is something on the radar for sure, yeah, you know. Absolutely. But back to the list and how you can target as a as a real estate agent. So, you know, there's like this big, huge war between Zillow and realtors. Mm. And I just saw something cross the email or social media recently that was talking about how Zillow is now um, marketing that it's easier to use them to buy and sell real estate instead of a realtor. And the I, I see, okay, enlighten me because I don't even know. Okay, what's so there are Zillow sells leads to realtors, and they have for the for many years. Okay, and some agents pay up to fifty thousand dollars a month to get leads from Zillow. Right. So over the past few years, Zillow has um, added things to their their services where, you know, the signs were there, where they're trying to kind of put realtors out of business. Got it. And so there's like a war of the agents that are still supporting and paying Zillow's bills by giving them thousands and thousands of dollars a month for leads and then there's the other side that's like, how can you support this company that's putting you out of business? Mm. So um, recently, over the past few years, they they started this thing where um, sellers could update, upload their their home as a for sale by owner, and then they call it "Make Me Move." And basically, all a buyer has to do is go on Zillow, search in League City, for example see for sale by owner homes, click on it, call the seller directly and buy a home from them directly without using a realtor. Got it. So that happened okay. a, few, a few years ago and everybody was in an uproar about that, you know. Then um, now they have, well, and then before that they had Z estimates, but the Z estimates were never accurate because they didn't have all the MLS data. Mm. Well, then somehow they got the MLS associations to sign off to have the MLS data open. Okay. So now they have accurate data or a little bit more than they used to. Okay. You know, so more and more the Z estimates are getting a little bit more accurate, you know. Um, they're not always, but a little bit, you know. Right. And... Um, so anyhow, so now they have acquired or started a company called Open Door. And Open Door is kind of like an online wholesaler. Okay. Where they will say, we'll pay cash for your home. Just enter your property. No matter what condition it is in, we're going to buy it from you. Okay. And so everyone's in an uproar again because they're like, save realtor fees of 6% 
but more and more people are um, basically sharing their experience and the, the transaction, they charge like a 7% transaction fee right. or something. And so the fees and everything adds up to more than it would cost you mm. to hire a real estate professional wow. that's going to be working for your best interest to get you the highest amount that you can for the sale of Correct. your home. <clears throat> Open door is like an investor, and they're right. like, I want to get the lowest price possible. Of course. And there was a situation where somebody had like a three hundred and some sixty. They, I think they paid them three sixty or three twenty or something like that, and they turned around and sold it in the four hundreds within thirty days. Mm. And the people ended up paying seven percent, and they didn't get the full value of their home. Right. So. There's a lot of controversy going on about Zillow and realtors and mm. where the future of real estate lies wow. when it comes to 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 that. So anyhow, I don't know how we got on that tangent, but yeah, it was very interesting. <laughs> yeah. Back to how you can get leads to call. So you can go on Zillow as an agent and pull the same information as the public. And see all, like, let's say you work in League City, you can pull up all the houses for sellers that are saying, make me move. Basically, make me an offer. Okay. And they have their phone numbers on there. So you could collect all those phone numbers and give those people a call and say, hey, Mr. and Mr. Mrs. Seller, I see that you're wanting to sell your home on Zillow. I'm a real estate professional. I know you're tr probably trying to save money. Um... That's fine, but would you entertain me previewing your home because I may have somebody in my database that would be interested in your property? Right. A lot of times they'll say, yeah, no problem, but I don't want to pay a commission. Right. You know? And so then I, you, you basically would just say, I understand, but, you know, I work very hard for my clients and I would love to share your property with, with my client and if it works out and the numbers make sense, would you be willing to pay a commission? Mm. Most people will say yes. Of course. Because as long as the numbers make sense. Right. You know? So at least you can get that face-to-face -face appointment. Once you get the face-to-face -face appointment, you get a tour of the home, learn more about the client and their family, build rapport, you know, and that's where you can build your relationship and basically let them know, hey, you know, I see you're trying to sell it on Zillow, but they're showing the value here. I pull comps, I think you can get more money and it will actually, you know, offset the real estate commissions. You'll get more money. And your net stays the same. Yeah. And it's funny because it happens like that a lot, right. you know? So that would be a good list for um, a retail agent to call, mm. you know, is to look like on for Zillow, sale by owners. For sale by owners. And they have for sale by owner.com. They have the Zillow Make Me Moves. They have coming soons on Zillow, but some of the coming soons have agents already, mm -hmm. you know. Um, another list to call would be to also skip trace um, expired listings and, and withdrawn listings where they've taken them off the market. Okay. You know, um, and then you could just enter those addresses in, get their contact information, and, and then give them a call. Okay, so, you know, we got it. We kind of got into the, to the meat of... <clears throat> making calls. Now I want to talk about the, the, the mindset of, of calling because obviously not many people want to do it. No, that's what I'm saying. So, so yeah, I mean, I would say, I would say more than 80% of agents 
do not go out and find lists to call. And why do you think that is? Because they have that mindset of, oh, people are going to call me if they need Mm -hmm. my help. And some agents also have the mindset of, I don't want to bother people. Mm. You know, I don't want to bother people. Yeah, I think I agree. I think I think that is part of the mindset. I think at the end of the day, they don't think it's going to work. Mm-hmm. You know, I, you know, I've used this analogy a few different times. You know, if 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 I told you across the street there was a box and you had to run across some mud to get across the street, but in the box there's five million dollars cash, all you have to do is just run across the mud. <laughs> now, here's the thing. If you don't believe, believe me, and you don't think it's going to work, you're not going to do it. Mm-hmm. But if you knew, if you knew it was real, you would do it. Right. And that's, what, that's, that's, that's why cold calls, that's why no one wants to do it. People have a mindset that it doesn't work. They actually think that. Agents, investors, whatever, whoever it is, that's why investors delegate Cold calls to girls in the Philippines because they don't think it works. They're just happy that it actually works. Mm-hmm. No, but it does work. It it does work, you know. And and you just have to you have to know that. Now you're not you're probably not going to develop that certainty that it works until you actually start doing it. And then the moment you make a call and it makes you ten thousand dollars is the moment you believe in cold calls. Right. Yeah. And that day you're going to be like, dude, this actually works. Mm-hmm. I called a random guy. And then he just let me, he gave me the business. What? Yeah. Yeah, man, it works. <laughs> it does work. And you just, you just have to know and you have to understand that it's, it's a game of ratios. It's a game of averages. So listen, if you got to make 5,000 calls, if you have to make 5,000 calls, but you're going to make 40 grand, then dude, make 5,000 calls. Mm-hmm. You know, don't get hung up that Miss Susie yelled at you. Pick your britches up and move on to the next call. <laughs> Stop crying about it. <laughs> yeah, I think a lot of people avoid it because they don't like to be rejected. Right. You know, and it's a, you got to develop some thicker skin when you're making calls for sure. You know, because you do get a, a lot more no's than yeses. <laughs> yeah, it's mostly no's. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it is. <laughs> but just think of that one ten thousand dollar check, yes, and you're like, never mind. I love okay. it. Okay, <laughs> we're all gonna make it. <laughs> so okay, so we we talked about prospecting, yep. finding lists, yep. who to call. Yeah. So let's say you call and then they don't answer. Right. You know, now they're a follow up, right? Correct. How many times do you follow up with your leads before you dump them? Okay, so the general rule of thumb is, is this. If, if I talk to somebody, and I'm going to answer that question, but if I talk to somebody one time, and this actually is a true story, talk to, talk to a lady one time, and she was like, yeah, I want to sell my property for you know 70 grand or something. Okay, great, fantastic. And then I just lost contact with her. She never answered again? For 37 straight calls. <laughs> wow. She didn't answer. 37? 37 days. I call her once a day for 37 days. And then she called me back. Actually, she texted me early, like 6 a.m. the 38th day. And uh, we made a deal. Wow. You know, so now listen, and everyone's like, oh, my God, that's harassment. 
No, it's not. It's not harassment. You know why? Because people have lives, people get busy, and people are doing things. Mm -hmm. Me making one phone call a day is not interrupting anybody's life. Mm -mm. Now, so my general rule of thumb is this. If I talk to somebody and they say, yes, I'm interested, if we don't have anything set up with a date from that conversation, and what I mean by that is let's meet Thursday, let's meet Friday. An appointment set. An appointment set. Then I'm going to ask them this, Miss Susie, is it okay if I follow up with you in three or four days? Mm-hmm. Yes. Great. I'm going to call you then. And I'm going to call her. Now, if for whatever reason we do not have that conversation, the general rule of thumb, call the next day until yeah. you speak to them again so you can move the deal move further. Forward. Move it forward. Yeah. Um, and set an appointment. Yeah. So, I mean, you just keep calling. Now, if someone does never answer the phone, then I'm, look, I'm not going to call them every day, right? But but it, but if I get a lead and someone shows interest, then I'm going to um, I'm going to handle that accordingly, and I'm not going to let that person go until they tell me um, you I, I'm not interested or really, that's it. Yeah, that's it. There's a there's a saying that you call until they buy or die, and yeah. so for you it would be. You call until they sell or die. Right. I mean, <laughs> and, and, yeah, exactly. Now, listen, I, I've had people tell me, Blake, we're not, and I'm going to respect that, okay? I'm I'm not going to be um, over the top, but I will be persistent. If, there, if there's interest there, I'm going to be persistent. If they're adamant about, no, we're not interested, I'm not going to bother them. I'm not going to bother them. I'm not going to bother them. And I know it may be a little bit different for retail, but I'm not going to, I'm not going to bother them. But if there's interest there, I will continue to call. And I always, not always, but I do my best to always say, hey, you know, Miss Susie, can I call you in a week? I can't. Great. I'll call you then. Mm-hmm. And, then and then I get their permission to call them. Right. And they always and give I me think permission. the permission is key. It is. Because they take your call. They, they do. They said, yes, you can call me. And right. they'll, they'll take your call. And you know what? When I call them, I say, hey, Miss Susie, this is Blake. You know, we spoke about the house over off of ABC Street. Oh, yeah, Blake, I remember you. Yeah, I'm just giving you a call. You said I can call you in a week. Is that okay? Yeah, that's fine. That's it. Yeah, you're just following up. I'm just following up. I'm just checking in, man. Yeah. I've done um, old school style back when I used to sell new construction. You know, we we didn't have these elaborate CRMs yet, mm. you know, or online systems at the time. And so we, we operated off of just good old little index cards in an index box. Yeah. And I would have the lead card in there. And then on the back, I would have all my follow-ups. And so I would call them in, you know, every month or every week or whatever, you know, level that I felt like I needed to call. Um, if they were ready, willing and able to buy, of course, I'm going to call them all the time. Absolutely. <laughs> Trying to set up an appointment and c- overcome the objections yes. and answer their questions so that they can buy a house, you know? And then, if they were like, well, we're thinking about it, I'll just follow up every month religiously. Yeah. And I remember I followed up with this one couple where I ran out of space on the back of the card to, you know, that I left message, left message, left message, left message. And I, I would leave messages too. Right. Um, they finally walked into my model home one day and they were like, Jessica, you've been calling us for two years. We're going to buy a house today. Yes. What you got? Yes. And I'm all, what? Yes. This is awesome. See, and that's, and that's the, <laughs> that is the, the fortunate follow up is the, and look, I've been, I've experienced this as recently. I'm about to contract a deal in Dickinson and I've been calling this lady since February of 2018 and it is April, 2019. And I've been following up with her consistently. 
And the thing is, there's, there's, there's life happens, things happen. There's all these things that happen. You can't control those things. All you can do is just keep following up. The be- Here's the beauty. This is why I love follow-up is I have new deals that I'm contracting that, that happen present day, which is awesome. Plus, but then you get icing on the cake from one of these bad boys that drop in. From, well, you've been filling your pipeline. Filling your pipeline. And so it's like a, it's like a well-oiled machine. And then all of a sudden, you, you wake up and you did five deals in April. Yeah. You know? And you're just like, dang, how'd that happen? Well, two of them were follow-ups. Three of them you just met yesterday. Yeah. You know? It's, it's beautiful. It's awesome. And that's how you build consistency yes. in your business. You yes. know, you have to prioritize following up, calling, and prospecting. That's right. You know, and what's awesome about phone calls is they're free. They're free, yeah. It doesn't cost you anything to pick up Nothing. the phone and dial it. Nothing. Yeah. Nothing. So that's that's what's, a, you just have to be creative with it. That's the beautiful thing about it. I agree. You know? hmm So, yeah, for realtors following up, you know, we, we categorize our leads in buckets. So we have our HOTs which can buy now in the next few months. And then our nurturers are people that can buy within six months that maybe they have some obligation or something going on or they need to fix their credit. And then um, our watches are people that are not interested in buying or selling at this time. Right. You know, and also our sphere of influence we put in our watch because, you know, we would touch base with them once a month and ask for a referral. You know, even if they're not looking to buy or sell, you know, and um, now we have, I mean, we've got over 8,000 leads in our database right now. So obviously it's a little more difficult to just, you know, hand dial every, every single person. So we have a lot of automated systems in place to manage that many leads to where we're touching base with them monthly, Mm -hmm. you know, and then on the nurtures, we touch base with them every two weeks. And then the hots every week or every few days, especially if you have shown them a home before or met them face to face and they're a hot lead, you need to be calling them almost pretty much every day. Absolutely. So um, that's, you know, basically how we handle our follow ups Mm. on our team, you know. So, okay. So what about scripts? Scripts. What kind of scripts do you guys use, you know? Well, okay. So if we are talking to an internet lead or an inquiry on a home, um, I love to use the script, how long have you been looking? Okay. With that one question, you can find out everything. That's awesome. (laughs) Because they can't say yes or no. You know, they can't just give you a short answer. When you ask the question, how long have you been looking they have to tell the story. Right. And so typically you're going to find out their motivation and their timing mm. all with that one question. And so for me, that question has been golden. You know, you, for example, let's say I call you and I'm like, hey, Blake, how long have you been looking? Right. You're going to say, well, you know, I just started looking because my boss said I might get transferred and I'm going to be moving to Houston in a month. Yep. But we have to have our home sold first. And, you know, so we're thinking we're going to lease for a while and then sell our home and then buy something. Now I know that I have a lease client for now and a future buyer. You had the whole story. Yeah. You know what's going on. One question. Without being like, you know, um, 
Yeah, super robotic. Well, what are you doing? Why are you selling? Why are you doing this? You know, you're you're. How you're, long have you been? Looking? That's awesome. That's a that's beautiful. Yeah, I like it. I love that script. That's I it's think, a powerful script. I think that's my favorite one. Yeah, that's you good. Know? That's good. And then if you're following up with someone and you already know their motivation and you already know their story and you're just trying to stay in front of them, then I just use just checking in. You know, hey, yeah. I was just checking in to see how you're doing. Are you still on track to move next month? Right. Are you still on track for this? Last time we talked, you said this. Are you still on that schedule? Has anything changed? You know, and that's another good one is has anything changed? Have your plans changed? Because then you can find out if their motivation or timing has changed, Mm. you know. Um, And if you're leaving a message, you can leave that message, too. You know, whenever I used to call those people for two years straight, I would literally say, hey, just checking in, seeing how you're doing. If you want to come by a home today, call me. Yeah. And that's it. Hang up. You know, and and the beautiful thing is, is is, how can they buy from anybody else? Right. Someone that's following up every single month. How can they can't they can't they have to buy from you. (laughs) It's just it's the way it is. No, they do. It's, It's awesome. I love it. Yeah. So those would be, those would be my favorite scripts, you know, and then another good one, let's say you have a lead that is not responding, Mm. not replying Mm. at all. And let's say you've texted them, you call them, you, you left messages. What you could do is, um, say, Hey, is this Tom? Text him. Mm. Hey, is this Tom? And you'll see your responses jump through the roof because they will literally be like, yeah, this is Tom. <laughs> and, Tom, what's up, man? I haven't, they can't, I haven't heard from you. Now they can't stop right. calling you, talking to you. So they're now you can get them. Now you can be like, "Hey, so I saw you were searching our site. How long have you been looking?" Well, and if, and the thing is, you want to know: Am I talking to the right guy? Yeah. I mean, shoot, man, am I texting a, a robot? Who am I talking to? One time, is it Tom? We did that one time. We followed up with this guy, and and we basically were like, "Hey, you know, is this so and so?" You know, and he's like, he he answered the phone. And he's like, no, this is not Tom. This is Joe, but I do want to buy a house. And That's so awesome. we ended up having a wrong number, but he was still a buyer. See, and that's that's the that's 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 what they call hustle karma. That's hustle karma, <laughs> like, man. Like who cares? It's hustle karma. If the number is right or the name is right. Doesn't matter. You get after it, things start happening. And then one time somebody registered as Donald Trump. <laughs> so my agents are like, what do I do? Yeah. I'm like, call him Mr. Trump. Yeah. Hey, Mr. Trump, you know. <laughs> but then, you know, there's a little um, trick you can do. You can do a little sleuthing in this day and age. And so if they if they put their correct email, a lot of times people's emails are their first and last name. Right. So we found out his name was Chris mm. or something. And then we plugged his email into Facebook and it pulled up his profile. And there he had is. his real name. Yeah. <laughs> it wasn't Donald Trump. No, it wasn't Donald Dang. Trump at all. But I remember my, been an awesome deal, though. my agent that followed you know? up with him, he answered and she called him Mr. Trump, yeah. you know, and he laughed and he answered her questions and you just kind of have fun with it. Yeah. You know, That's don't cool. let it stop you. Nah. That's good. That's so. Good. Anyhow, um, well, what kind of scripts do you use when you um, follow up with or call first when you're prospecting? Like what script do you use? It's very simple. Um, You know, I make the call. Hey, is this Mr. or Mrs. Homeowner? Oh, it is. Hey, great. My name is Blake. I'm calling about the house over off of ABC Street. I'm just calling to see if you might be interested in selling it by any chance. 
Oh, you are? Fantastic. When when you guys ready to sell? What kind of timeline are we looking at? Oh, whenever you're ready. Okay, cool. Can, can I come by the house this Friday and take a look at it? Maybe we can, you know, work out with some numbers. Okay, awesome. Let's go. Yeah. You know, um, it, real simple. You know, it's it, it, it's fluid. It, sometimes it's, it's straight a, <clears throat> to the point. It's straight to the point. You know, sometimes there's more conversation if the person wants to have more conversation. Sometimes there's no conversation if the person doesn't want to have conversation. But otherwise, I, I just kind of keep it very simple. My follow-ups are very simple. Hey, Mr. Homeowner, this is Blake. You know, we spoke last last week about the house over off of ABC Street. I'm just calling, check in with you. You know, you said to give, you know, give you about a week or so for I call back. Yeah, Blake, you know, uh, we're, you know, we're still waiting on the probate papers. No problem, man. I take your time. No rush on this end. You know, when when would it be a good time to call call you back? I don't want to keep bothering you. That's awesome. Yeah. So you're you're also getting their approval and you're asking for the time to follow up, which to me is and a higher level of customer service. It is. And, and rule of thumb for myself, I always follow up earlier, okay, because their timeline is based off their emotions and their so if they say Blake you know we're not and, and you know these are polite people but still before it Blake we know we're not gonna be ready for another 30 days sir no problem I completely understand I'm gonna call them back in 15 days yeah that's the cut in half rule yeah I've heard that before yeah. and I firmly believe in that that it's is true. so it's true. true because I've had agents on my team that you know, hey, what happened to this lead? Oh, well, I called him back and he said he wasn't going to be ready till May. So I called him back in April and he already bought a house. He already bought a house. I've had it happen and to me. And I'm like, what? It Why happens, didn't you follow up with it him happens to the best every of us. month? Yeah. You know, you have to follow up with them every month. You have to stay top of mind or they're going to just go to an open house, fall in love with it. And That's right. use the list agent. Well, life happens, you know, and there, you know, so much can happen. So much can happen that we we just tend to forget. Like, you know, they, they're you know, husband and wife come up with different plans, and they want to do something different, or maybe they become a little more motivated. You don't know. Mm-hmm. You don't know. Like when you so you know, if they say Blake, call me in thirty days. I'm going to call them in you know fifteen, maybe twenty, but it's always going to be before thirty. Um, if it's, if it's, if it's two weeks, it's going to be a week, Yeah. you know, and I just, I just, I try, I do my best. Now, look, I've lost deals, but, but you know, you, you just got to follow up persistently yeah. and do it and do it as fast as possible. So I actually posted a poll and I asked people what would they want to hear about most. And, you know, I did have a listener reply and, and mm-hmm. talk about phone calls, but they made a comment of where they had success with phone calls mm-hmm. And one of the things that they said is to be more casual, like you're talking to your friend, Mm. make jokes. I'm always joking. And if there is a dick on the other line, I'll say, oh, must be a bad time. Will you be a better person tomorrow? Just kidding. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And so it's hilarious, but you got to have fun with it because you're dealing with real people. Yeah. You know, and so, so thank you, listener, for you know, sharing that with us. That's good. That's good. But that's really good. If they are being rude, just say, is this a bad time? Is there a better time for me to call you back? Yeah. No, I think that's, that's an awesome way to handle that. You know, if someone's being rude because, um, you know, you don't know why they're being rude. They could be having a bad day, family emergency, family problems. Maybe their lunch wasn't what they wanted to eat. I mean, there could be a numerous amount of things. Um, (laughs) Do people get really grumpy about a lunch they didn't want to eat? It happens, you know, (laughs) 
I mean, it's life. <laughs> life is tough. Okay. You know, so it, it happens and you just got to. I feel like that would happen to somebody like you who gets yeah. super hungry. It's very important. Food's very important. And so, you know, you just, you don't know what's going on with their day. And I think that's, uh, that's awesome that, you know, that person, you know, sent that. Because I think it's a great way to reply. You want to just to be fluid, be lighthearted and, and uh, just follow up the next day or whenever. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, I think that pretty much covers it. Um, phone calls. Hammer them. It's hammer, hammer time. It's hammer time. <laughs> Blake the Hammer Hawkins. So share your thoughts at Real Estate Power Talk on Facebook or Instagram on your thoughts about this episode. And if you'd like to hear about um, another form of marketing, um, let us know. We'd love to hear your thoughts. Have a great week.